The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. What? QAnon is back? It's time for The Line of Fire with your host, biblical scholar and cultural commentator, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice for moral sanity and spiritual clarity. Call 866-34-TRUTH to get on The Line of Fire. And now, here's your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Is it true? Are are the QAnon conspiracy theories raising their head again? Or are people still believing this thoroughly debunked nonsense? What do we make of this? Hey, friends, welcome to The Line of Fire. Michael Brown here, your voice for moral sanity and spiritual clarity. If ever we needed moral sanity and spiritual clarity, it is right now. The last thing we need is another distraction. The last thing we need is more confusion. The last thing we need is more myth and conspiracy cloaking itself as truth, especially getting to the hearts and minds of God's people. My guest today, Professor James Beverly, wrote a book that came out in 2020, The QAnon Deception, Everything You Need to Know About the World's Most Dangerous Conspiracy Theory, a book that we helped get out. It was that urgent to get the message out. And I remember when Jim and I started talking about QAnon a few years back, and he asked me, Michael, how much do you know about this? I said, not, not much. I've heard a little. Then he began to dig and discover, and the more he did, the more shocking it became. And I'll say this last thing before I bring my guest on. And if you have a call, a question about QAnon, or you believe that these theories are actually true, give us a call, 866-348-7884. But the big shocker to me was how many people that I knew, even in ministry, Christian leaders, were espousing all the talking points of Q. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. Biden's going to be removed by the military. Trump's going to be reinstated. This massive pedophile ring is going to be uncovered with Hillary Clinton and others at the center of it. And, and I said, that's just QAnon. They go, I never heard of QAnon. What are you talking about? I said, you're, re- you're repeating all the points, all the talking points. I said, what do you mean? I never heard of QAnon. And, and then when, when we did the show on this, Normally, I, I know what's coming. I, I have a sense of, you know, it's obvious what's going to get a lot of flack or controversy or, or stir things up. I was plainly shocked by the level of anger that came towards this broadcast, towards Professor Beverly and me, by the outcry that people dropping out. We lost about 10,000 people almost overnight on Facebook, some because I called out the Trump prophecies that didn't come to pass that he would be inaugurated, not Joe Biden, and that he'd have four more years, so eight consecutive years in the White House, guaranteed, when I call that out. And then when we did the Q show, whoa, we have had many a show where after the show, people write and say, Dr. Brown, it would be great if you could have so-and-so on from a different perspective. I'd say, yeah, I'd love to, love to get both perspectives. But this, how dare you, how dare you speak about Q? We will never listen to you again. We followed your ministry for years. I mean, these are believers, and we've been so blessed, but we will never follow you again. If ever I needed proof that this had become cult life, I had the proof. But I thought, with the failure of the QAnon prophecies and predictions, and with even secular people saying, we've been had, that this was done. And then talking to Jim the other day, Professor Beverly said to me, Mike, Q is back. James Beverly, is it true? that QAnon is raising its head again? 
Yeah, the way to put it is Q is back. If uh, a lot of listeners will know exactly who Q is, I mean, they'll know it in a in a general way that Q is the military guy who works with Trump and wrote almost 5,000 messages to the QAnon community before uh, December 2020. So there was no Q messages from the middle of December, well, from December 8th until June 24th. And then he started again, he, she, or they. So uh, the Internet blew up. Uh, already uh, dozens, if not hundreds, of articles about Q uh, being back, and lots of debate about it. So, yeah, Q is back, uh, at least uh, possibly. I can get into that in a minute. But Q's back, QAnon's revived, and uh, I decided when I heard Q was back, I decided to get back into QAnon and revive my interest. And I just sent a, an opinion piece to the New York Times. The opinion editor wrote me back a nice note and told me how to the proper way to submit. So maybe I'll be in the New York Times. Aha. Uh-huh. Hey, let it be read everywhere. Hope this gets circulation. Uh, Jim, in, in the process of, of doing research for QAnon, how many articles did you actually read? Oh, I'm not exactly sure, but uh, with the help of a couple of friends, I compiled uh, 2,500 articles on QAnon up to the the spring of 2021, and then since then we've probably collected another thousand. So I read I read I read at least a thousand articles, maybe more. Uh, you know, I wrote the the QAnon deception book uh, in just about four months. That's all I did. Uh, night and day was read about QAnon. And then since then, I, I've kept studying about it. So I've read thousands of things. I, I follow major QAnon teachers. I follow the major journalists who study it. And I, I'm in communication with, uh, with people who specialize in studying Q from the outside. Mm. So... It's quite a, it's actually, a, in a way, an unbelievable drama. Who would think that an unknown writer uh, on, a, on a dark web would gather millions of followers? Uh, you know, it started uh, in uh, October 28, 2017. Within six months, there were hundreds of thousands of followers, uh, partly because Alex Jones promoted it and Roseanne Barr, and Jerome Corsi. So that got it going. Extraordinary. And it's, it's back. It's, oh, okay, so when none of the predicted things, the major predicted things, the whole scenario, when, when none of that came to pass, I remember seeing an article in one major publication online, and, and the quote was basically, we've been had. These were people that were deeply devoted to Q and really believed that the things that were spoken of were true. And, of course, the moment you differ with it, I mean, instantly, people that had followed my ministry and followed the broadcast my writings for years instantly branded me part of the deep state, a a communist, a a, a rhino, a a liberal Democrat, (laughs) undermining, you know, whatever. 
and, and, and denying that pedophilia was evil. It's like, where are you coming from? What did you drink? What got in your head? But when none of these things came to pass within the schedule they were supposed to, and you have even secular people saying, okay, we've been had, you would think that, okay, you've been discredited. How is it that Q's making such a comeback when none of the, the big things that were supposed to happen actually happened? Um, well, the, the ability of people to ignore evidence and stick with their beliefs is quite astounding. Uh, so that, that's one thing. The other thing is most QAnon followers would be following it because they subscribe to basic Republican values. So when they think of QAnon, they don't think of the wackier parts. Uh, they don't think of the discredited theories, the stuff that turned out to be totally false, like uh, Q taught that Trump and Robert Mueller, or Mueller, uh, who did that investigation. Uh, Mueller wasn't really investigating Trump. That was just all a, a, a window dressing so that he could work with Trump and fight the deep state. Well, that's not true. The Mueller investigation was real, and Trump wasn't happy with it. Uh, so it, uh, the deep commitment is about, uh, with, with a lot of QAnons, it's just about commitment to Republican values, uh, and then, of course, there's those who hold that, but then they add on, they believe that Q is real, they believe the Q messages, they follow various teachers, like Dave Hayes is the most famous Christian QAnon teacher, uh, they follow Jordan Sather or Liz Crokin, uh, or a, a, a guy, uh, I think he's from England, named uh, Martin Geddes. You know, I think that, um, if people are really, really, really committed, then sometimes they don't want they don't want to face evidence. As you know, Mike, on May tenth, I fell and broke my neck. Well, there's a huge part of me that wants to ignore my broken neck. Mm -hmm. I want to I want to take my neck brace off. I don't want to face all the pain, etc. But I decided in this life it's better to face reality. I remember the line, uh, reality is a hard place to live, but it's the only place you can get a good steak. Mm. Or it's the only place you can listen to Michael Brown's line of fire. Yeah. Hey, hey look, the, the fact is we all have areas in our lives where we consciously or unconsciously deny reality, where we, we try to, well, it's not so bad, or it's not really this, or it's, or it's someone else's fault, or whatever. And sometimes we, we don't even realize we're doing it. So it, it can happen, especially when the stakes are so high. So as you said, some of the people involved are, are well-meaning. So many of the people involved have gotten uh, concerned about right causes, righteous causes, and Q seem to be a spokesman for this. It's just all the myths that then get tied in with this. What happened? We've just got a minute before the break, but we can do this quickly with with JFK Jr. What what recently uh, took place? Uh, uh, yeah, that that's one of the wilder theories that came out. See, uh, after Q stopped writing, there was no one to 
provide boundaries for the QAnon community. So almost any theory can get accepted. So right now, a guy named Michael Protzman, P-R-O-T-Z-M-A-N, he's pushing the view that uh, JFK Jr. is still alive. Uh, He called people, his followers, to come to Dallas and hopefully JFK Jr. would show up. He didn't. Mm. Uh, But they they, they were there. We'll come to this on the other side of the break, but they were there waiting in vigil, waiting for JFK Jr. to appear. This this happened a couple months ago. To my high-level deception, friends. Yet, many are about to be deceived once again. We'll be right back. The Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Get on the Line of Fire by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Hey, friends, remember to check out our just-posted trip to Israel May of next year. We've been waiting three years now for this trip because of COVID. So check it out. The sooner you register, the better, because there will be seating limited in terms of how many people we bring along with us. Go to Ask. DrBrown.org, ASKDRBrown.org. You'll see it right on the homepage for more information. Um, I'm looking at an article that uh, James Beverly has written, uh, Donald Trump and QAnon, urging former President Trump to denounce QAnon and say, hey, don't follow this. In the article, James says this, to be sure the Q posts are not all false or outrageous. Likewise, most Anons are sincere. Some QAnon teachers are brilliant, Martin Geddes, for example, and the ideology is not totally devoid of merit. Many of the Q posts rightly critique aspects of the democratic agenda as well. Unlike major media, Q had the integrity to write before November 3rd about Hunter Biden's laptop and foreign entanglements, post 4931 and 4934, for example. Such bright spots are drowned out, however, because the craziness, lies, stupidity, and moral darkness in QAnon are so significant and pervasive that there is no reason to preserve the movement. So some of that craziness, some of the stupidity, evidenced again with this idea that JFK Jr. is actually alive and was going to make an appearance. People actually waiting outside, conducting a vigil, waiting for him. What are some of the most extreme, crazy things that have become major beliefs in QAnon circles? Well, the core teaching uh, is probably the most false and and dangerous. Uh, Real hardcore QAnon people believe that Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, and Bill Clinton, and and, uh, the other major uh, operatives in the democratic world, they actually are killing, uh, they're, uh, they're kidnapping, torturing, killing, and eating young children in order to get the uh, adrenochrome, uh, which is uh, adrenaline-type fluid in the body. And the theory is that if you get the adrenochrome uh, from uh, young children, it'll uh, help you live longer. 
Now, if uh, if that was true, then you would have expected Trump, when he had all the power of the president, to arrest Hillary and Bill and Barack Obama and George Soros. But no, that didn't happen. Q's predictions that Hillary would be arrested didn't happen. Just like the predictions that uh, uh, that uh, uh, Hillary's assistants, John Podesta and Huma Abedin, uh, would be indicted, that didn't happen. Uh, in the first 150 posts, um, Q made a whole bunch of predictions. America would be under National Guard in order to clean up the deep state. That didn't happen. Uh, so there, that core idea, I, I ask your listeners, do they really think that Hillary Clinton and Bill are dining on little children? And that's exactly what is said in the QAnon world. They're eating, kidnapping, torturing, and killing, and eating uh, little children. Uh, I think, I mean, everybody knows that pedophilia is true. But that truth shouldn't make us believe bizarre theories uh, like that. So that's a core one. Uh, In the article I wrote about Donald Trump, I tell him other things that I believe he knows are false. Uh, He knows that John McCain uh, died of natural causes. He wasn't put to death by Trump's uh, administration. I can't imagine that 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 Trump thinks that the Dalai Lama, Queen Elizabeth II, uh, and Mother Teresa are uh, global satanic killers. So uh, th- those are the kind of ideas that uh, don't deserve respect because they're not true. And they're also, uh, they're libelous. But in our world, you can say, uh, in certain parts of the world, you can say anything and you're protected especially if you're talking about a famous person. Yeah, so uh, in my book, The Political Seduction of the Church, which comes out uh, September 6th, I have a a chapter on the rise of QAnon, and of course, relied a lot on your book, The QAnon Deception. Friends, if you want to read up on this, uh, go to Amazon or wherever you get your books online and order The QAnon Deception by James Beverly it really is an eye-opener. Uh, did, did anyone really uncover or feel, any, was there any consensus that Q had been exposed, that they were able through various techno, technological research to figure out who Q actually was, or is it just still speculation? Well, there is some evidence that Q is possibly, uh, was possibly a guy named Ron Watkins, who's running for uh, Congress, uh, I think, in Arizona. Anyway, Ron is a computer expert, and he and his father uh, ran the channel where Q posted. So there's some evidence that Ron's writing style matches the Q post. So that's one possibility. There's also an argument that the early Q was a guy named Paul Ferber, though he's denied it. Uh, on the bottom line, there's no absolute clear-cut answer. Uh, some people think that uh, Michael Flynn, the military guy, uh, started Q. I don't. I don't think that theory is true. Uh, but anyway, 
there's no, uh, no absolute verdict on that one. It's a bit of a mystery. But we do know that Q, the new Q, is tied in with the uh, with uh, Jim Watkins, uh, who's uh, Ron's father. Uh, he lives in the Philippines, and he runs the he runs the internet program that Q posts on. Uh, it's a very disgusting uh, website. Well, if you go to where the Q posts are, there's a lot of really dark stuff in in that uh, channel. Uh, and uh, I think Trump would be disgusted by it, because if he goes there, he'll read the Q post, but he'll also read the nastiest things about his wife and family. Mm-hmm. Got it. And uh, uh, By the way, I, here's a question for people that believe in QAnon. Do they realize the basic theory is that Q works with Trump, and Q is a military figure? Well, if that's true... Why did Trump say twice uh, before the election um, that he knew very little about Q and QAnon? If he's working with them, he would know a lot. So did the president lie? Now, what some QAnon people say is he had to lie because of military strategy. Well, be that as it may, uh, I hope that if Trump sees my article I wrote, 10 Reasons Why He Should Abandon QAnon, uh, I hope he really uh, does uh, speak against it, uh, because if he reads it, he'll realize that, let's say he doesn't know much about it. Uh, I think just reading my 10 points, he'll realize that uh, that the movement is, it's got such really lousy parts to it that it should be shut down. I, I don't know what a, a, an, a, an adequate analogy is. Like if you had a plate of food in front of you and there's like really good French fries and really good vegetables, but then the uh, chicken is rotten, what do you do? Well, you can keep the good and throw out the bad. And I, I guess in a way that would be the least I could hope for that that QAnon people would stop doing the craziness. Uh, right now, Mike, in Canada, there's a woman named Romana Digilo, and uh, somebody wrote me about it a few months ago and said um, that she claims to be the queen of Can- the, the queen and the head of the British Commonwealth. So you would think that no one in their right mind would believe that, but she has uh, almost 70,000 followers who give her lots of money. They've bought her three recreational vehicles to tour Canada. Now, I believe that theory is false. It's also dangerous. Here's why it's dangerous. As a QAnon person, she says, and as the queen, she says she would never charge her citizens uh, for energy, so she urged her followers not to pay their uh, power bills which some of them did, and now they've been got so far behind they can't afford to go back and pay the bills, and they're writing her desperate letters saying, uh, how come I still have to pay my bill? You, you said I wouldn't have to pay. Mm-hmm. Now, listen, I know that, thankfully, 99% of QAnon followers won't follow Romano Didulo, but it's an example of where QAnon has no boundaries, uh, and and uh, things can 
come along that are just simply wild. Uh, like, for example, uh, I, uh, we know about the recent killing of the children in Uvalde, Texas. Mm. Well, according to one QAnon teacher, that's a false flag. According to another QAnon teacher, Pope Francis is dead, or George Floyd is still alive. Uh, if these don't ring a bell or an alarm bell in people's minds, I don't know what to say. Yeah, it's, it, is, it is scary. When I interacted with a colleague from years ago about these things, I, I was plainly shocked. I was grieved. I was shocked. And when I really pressed, his answers got even more dogmatic, causing even more concern. Friends, don't fall for this nonsense. And how do those fighting human trafficking, fighting pedophilia, how do they feel about QAnon? We'll tell you when we come back. It's The Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Get on The Line of Fire by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Thanks, friends, for joining us on The Line of Fire. Do you get my emails? Are you getting our latest announcements and resources and lists of articles and videos and things we put out to equip you, to infuse you with faith and truth and courage? Okay, if not, go to my website, ask Dr. Brown, ask drbrown.org sign up for the emails and we'll put you into our welcome tour i think you will really enjoy hearing from us in the days ahead back to my guest professor james beverly author of many books but the one we're focusing on today the q deception so so jim when you were on with me the first time talking about this you you mentioned something shocking you share the letter in your q book but Many people say, well, look, if whatever is happening, if children are being kidnapped or sold into sex slavery, we should all be outraged over that. And of course we are. But you have a large number of organizations that are working, some small, some large, to rescue children, to work against this industry. So were they very excited? Now Q's doing something also, this is wonderful, or were they concerned? Oh, basically concerned. I mean, they would be happy that QAnon has raised uh, the awareness that in our world children are trafficked. So, so that's significant. But then they say because of the false QAnon ideas, it's actually hurt the real rescue of children. Um, so I don't know the details of exactly what that, why that's the case, but that's what uh, the major regular uh, organizations have said about QAnon. And, and you know what's striking? When I posted and read excerpts of the letter, I think a hundred different organizations and individuals signed it together saying QAnon is getting in the way of the good work we're doing. They're doing more harm than good. The, immediately people began to write them off. Ah, you see, ah, they're part of the deep states too. Aha, aha. So, uh, R remarkable, remarkable, remarkable things happening. Uh, in your article, you mentioned that Trump knows that George H.W. Bush and George W. Bush are not part of the international child kidnapping ring, as has been alleged in various QAnon circles. So in other words, according to Q, it's not just 
the the uh, the Democrats involved, the Republican leaders as well. Yeah, and the one thing you got to do with any theory in QAnon is you have to say not every QAnon teacher or QAnon follower believes the same thing, but it it's been pretty widely uh, viewed that the two Bush presidents were part of the elite cabal and part of the deep state. Um, but see, I think that's bizarre. Uh, I think if that was true, uh, it, uh, Trump would be their enemy, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So, James, as, as far as the new rising of Q, from what you can tell, being one of the people that's focused on us the most in recent years and, and really become an expert in terms of what's happening, do you think that it could have the same momentum it had? Do you think that, that people have soured to it? Do you think it needs no. Trump in the uh, headlines to, to be empowered? Uh, uh, well, overall, the QAnon community is really excited that it looks like Q is back. But it, it's not a slam dunk because uh, some of the QAnon teachers are skeptical. And this involves technical things about how you know it's the real Q. It involves passwords and trip codes on uh, on a site called 8Q. And some of the specialists who are cryptographers and computer experts, uh, they, they, they suspect this isn't the uh, original Q. But most QAnon people are excited. I don't think that this uh i don't think that this will mean a resurgence of q in any massive way i, I think it's partly because trump lost uh he, he didn't get into power and q hasn't spoken for 18 months i think that has hurt the movement but there's millions of people who follow q anon there's uh there's really powerful QAnon teachers who have enormous followings. Uh, and so this is going to continue. So one reason I wrote my article about Trump is the most, the, the biggest way for QAnon to be shut down or really minimized is for Trump to finally look at it and come out and say, this is craziness. Not totally crazy, but so crazy that he'll want to shut it down. I mean, one QAnon teacher just said a couple of weeks ago, and I heard it myself listening to his podcast, he said that uh, Trump's daughter Ivanka is a Jew, uh, and she's converted to Judaism, so that's true. Her husband's a Jew. And then, and now there's no shock there that anybody who follows the, the Trump family knows that that Jared and Ivanka are Jewish. But then this QAnon teacher says, both Jared and Ivanka want to kill all Christians. Now that is so bizarre, it's the typical anti-Semitic slur based in delusion. I mean, Jared was part of a plan that helped Middle East peace, helped bring more unity between Jews and Christians and Arabs. And yet this QAnon teacher just says without even blinking that they're, uh, they're Talmudic Jews and they want to kill all Christians. Mm. Bizarre. And, and, so I'm, and, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping Trump uh, does um, a good thing 
and uh, and uh, basically tells the QAnon movement to disintegrate. Yeah, that that would be wonderful. And obviously, if the article is published, uh, I have no connection to to President Trump, former President Trump, but I, I know people that do. I'll do my best to to get that article to him through them if they're willing to pass it on. Uh, yeah, and, and thanks, Mike. In the article, everything is linked. Uh, you you link to an article on Morning Consult. Not every QAnon believer is an anti-Semite, but there's a lot of overlap between its adherence and belief in a century-old anti-Semitic hoax. And the article then says nearly four in five Americans who agree with the protocols of the elders of Zion, which is a famous forgery that's been used to indict Jews as trying to take over the world for over a century now, nearly four in five Americans who agree with the protocols of the elders of Zion also believe in QAnon. So what they have in common is belief in an elaborate and absolutely false conspiracy theory and hatred of the Jews or suspicion of the Jews. So the, the waters are very, very polluted. Hey, uh, one last question for you. It, yep. it's, a, it's a difficult one to answer, and it, it may be an oversimplified question, but let me throw it out anyway. As you've researched the cults, last time you were on, we talked about Jehovah's Witnesses. You've met with people like the Dalai Lama. You've become expert in Scientology and what they believe, things like that. Uh, is, is there any one thing characteristic about the kind of people that believe these lies, that they get into cult-like groups, or is it just everybody's story is different? I would say everybody's story is different. Some people are just the kind of followers who just believe everything they're told. Others are brilliant people who who use their brains to miss the obvious. Uh, I mentioned earlier, you read his name. Martin Geddes uh, is a brilliant man. He's he's a super intellect, but I think he's swallowed the Kool-Aid about QAnon, and he's using his brain to miss the obvious. Uh, so no, Mike, I wish it was simple, and I wish there was one common thing. I mean, a lot of it is things like, what's your family background? Were you raised in that group, and that's why you believe it? Sometimes it's people uh, going from group to group in desperation. Sometimes people are hurt by the church and then they don't want to have anything more to do with Jesus, etc. So uh, I, I wish there was one common thing, but there isn't. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate the answer and the, the candid nature of it. Well, listen, we've got a couple more minutes, and let me, let me follow up with this. If you were helping someone to sort, sort out the difference between truth and error, and and. You, you you don't want them just to believe you because you're saying it because they're believing someone else. Now they're just going to believe you. Is, is there something you would say to someone in terms of, okay, how, how can I really tell what's a conspiracy theory, what's not? How can I tell who's reporting accurately or, or not? I, I mean, I don't know. I saw a video. Maybe the video was doctored. What would you say to them? Well, it, uh, uh, at the start of my QAnon book in the introduction, I have, I think, 15... 15 uh, tips on how to think clearly so that uh, people could go there and they can get my book on Amazon. Or I mentioned to you in an e email, Mike, if people join my uh, locals channel, Tracking 2000 Mules, uh, 
they can get my book for, uh, uh, they just join the channel for five bucks and then they can get my, that book and another book and other products. Um, one thing I do with anybody is, is, is try to make sure that they'll give a long time to the topic and then patiently work through different topics and then keep digging, you know, uh, as uh, some of your viewers or listeners know, I'm I'm currently into studying whether 2,000 meals is accurate. I've collected 600 articles about it. I've talked with Ganesh about it and with the two principal investigators. And uh, the two principal investigators have admitted to me that they're either lying or they're uh, they're either telling the truth or they're lying. Or they're crazy, and they say there's no other option because what they say is so dramatic, uh, it's so incredible that it's one of those three options. So anyway, uh, people, uh, you have to give people time. You have to go item by item. Uh, also, you got to ask yourself: Is the person willing to talk about things? Like, I have lots of uh, friends and relatives who won't talk about Donald Trump, period. Yeah, and, and once uh, you, yeah, and I'm just got to jump in here. Once you shut the door, we can't even talk. No, 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 no conversation. Emotions rise. Something's wrong there. Hey, friends, would you join me in praying for James Beverly's healing? This next thing is really bad. And surgery be very iffy. So would you pray for supernatural, super quick, complete healing so he can fully go on with the important mission God's given him. Would you do that? Regardless of your views on any of what we talked about, let's pray for Jim Beverly. God bless you, man. Thanks for joining us. It's The Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Get on The Line of Fire by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Thanks, friends, for joining us on The Line of Fire. Let me just say this. I have no desire to poke a bear or to stir up controversy for the sake of controversy. In, in fact, I avoid it because it's fruitless. It's, it's just a lot of uh, heat and very little light. When I bring up issues that are controversial, I bring them up because they need to be brought up because I feel that they're important because it's part of speaking the truth in love, part of me seeking to be a voice for moral sanity and spiritual clarity. So that's what we do, what we do. All right, <clears throat> switching subjects now. A few days ago, I was sent a video from Pastor Jamal Bryant, New Missionary Baptist Church in Atlanta. I reached out through my assistant to Pastor Bryant's team, went to his website where there is a request for interviews, said I'd like to have him on the air to discuss this video with which I strongly uh, disagree. And we never heard anything back. This is now, I guess, about four days ago that we reached out. So I'm going to proceed and discuss this video. This is at a baby dedication at New Missionary Baptist. And this is Pastor Bryant speaking in light of the Supreme Court's overturning of Roe v. Wade, which, to the depth of my heart and soul, I say should be a cause for deep rejoicing among all of God's people, regardless of your 
politics or whatsoever, regardless of other spiritual beliefs, if you love the Lord, this should be a cause of rejoicing because babies' lives will be saved and an ugly, wrong decision, bad law from the start, as even many liberal scholars would agree, bad law from the start, Roe finally being overturned, and then ultimately the decisions going back to the states on abortion. Here's what Pastor Brian had to say. This week, America turned back the hands of time and declared war on women in this nation. I wanted us to stand resolvely to uh, say to this nation uh, that if America was authentically pro-life, then they would immediately abolish the death penalty. If they were really pro-life, then they would put more money into Head Start programs. If they were pro-life, they would seek to cure the opiate addiction in this nation. If they were pro-life, they would make sure that teachers feel safe in their schools. If they were pro-life, there would be stiff, stricter measures about gun control in this nation. If it was pro-life, we would not have to deal with food insecurity. But I stand with now the living matriarch of the movement, Maxine Waters, who said they have declared war on 32 million women in this nation. And one thing about a woman, when she is focused, she is not gonna stop until she gets what she needs. We stand, but we realize that this is not just a woman's issue. Unless I don't understand how pregnancy works, men have to extend their voices as well. And so we speak to this nation to declare that new birth stands with the amazing women of this church, of this community, and of this country, that women have the right to have authority over their body. And it should not be legislated by men in Washington, D.C. All right, there's more to the clip, and, and we'll, we'll hear the rest of what Pastor Brian has to say. This is absolutely outrageous, and it is a reproach to the gospel, a reproach to the name of Jesus. It is one thing to say, listen, we are against abortion, but we have issues with voting Republican. We are against abortion, but we couldn't vote for Donald Trump. We are against abortion but we find that the Democrat Party is more concerned with our well-being outside of the womb. There would be one thing to say that. It is another thing to speak against the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Now, there is the irony that this is taking place at a baby dedication. There is the irony that the name of the church is New Birth. We'll, we'll pass by completely the comment about Maxine Waters, but, but let's think this through. This is not about a woman's autonomy or having authority over her body. This is about her having authority over the body within the body, the body inside her body. That little human life that throughout the Bible is considered a human life. That, that, that human life that is not just a clump of cells, but is a living being with life breathed into it by God with full DNA coding, God giving the life coding for that baby right at conception with the vast majority of biologists even recognizing that life begins at conception, though the woman or the man does not have authority over the body within the body. That is an entrustment from God. 
And even the illogical statement of saying if you're really pro-life, then you'd be against death penalty. Oh, oh, oh so hang on. So if you're against the death penalty, if, if, if you want more gun control and, and all these other things that were listed there, say, okay, that and we're pro-life and we're against abortion. No, he's saying, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm against the death penalty. I'm for gun control. I'm for all that. But I'm for abortion. No, no, that's completely illogical. And by the way, yeah, I, I want to see better gun control somehow to do our best to keep guns out of the hands of people that shouldn't have them. Absolutely. As for death penalty, how you compare, say, putting a serial rapist and murderer to death for their crimes with killing an innocent baby in the womb? It's not even consistent. And by the way, it's interesting that President Trump also did a lot of things for black Americans, by the way, and, and programs and helping historic black colleges and prison reform. So let's do both. Let's do it all. All right, back to Pastor Bryant. I want all of us all over this room, would you do me a favor? Would you celebrate the women around you who are competent enough to make decisions about their bodies, decisions about their life, and decisions about their future? We're praying steadfastly because what we are seeing uh, is racism rearing its head again. Uh, with this measure that has just taken place, a babe, black baby infant mortality is going to rise by 30 uh, percent. And hence, we cover the lives of our mothers, of our pregnant mothers, and our unborn babies. I need you to do me a favor, please. While last Sunday was Father's Day, today we stand in the gap for mothers and for emerging mothers. I need you to do me a favor, please, because I need you to be mindful that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty unto God for the pulling down of strongholds. There is something satanic afoot in Washington, D.C. Yeah, so he goes on from there, then he calls the babies up to be dedicated. Again, the, the irony of this, calling up babies to be dedicated while speaking against the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Something satanic, you know, what's satanic is not just what's happening in Washington, D.C. There's all kinds of satanic stuff happening in D.C. and around the world. But it's satanic for a pastor to speak for abortion. As, as for racism raising its head, hang on, hang on. When he says that infant mortality will grow on blacks, the number one cause of death in the black community is abortion. I look at this as an attack from the devil on my African-American friends. I look at this as, as coming right out of the eugenics of Planned Parenthood. I, I look at this as Satan trying to wipe out people that God wants to use in this world, a generation of saviors and deliverers for, to, to, to help, saviors in the sense of, of those who are gonna help change the world for good. Satan's trying to wipe them out. You can take car accidents, you can take cancer, heart disease, all these things, combine them, and that's less than the black babies aborted in our society. I look at that as an attack of the society against black Americans. You're gonna talk about black lives being saved and all the pro-life organizations and centers I know that work with women that wanna have their babies, they're holistic. It's, it's from before birth and after birth, and long-term they wanna see their success. As for this just being men legislating this, the great majority of, of outspoken pro-life leaders or a large portion for years have been women. 
women leading the way. And, and, and oh, Justice Amy Coney Barrett, one of the key votes here in overturning Roe v. Wade. Last time I checked, she was female as well. This is a matter of saving lives. And, and look, look, the fact of the matter is you're talking about slaughtering babies in the womb. You're talking about slicing them up. You're talking about burning them, cutting them, sucking them out one way or another, destroying a living human being in the womb. That's satanic, standing up for the babies in the womb. That's what God's people do. Pastor Bryant, I call you to repentance for those statements. You're welcome to come on this show and defend your statements. I'm sure there's a lot that we could agree on. There's a lot that we could say is important to the Lord and important to this nation. And I'm sure there are blind spots we each have where we could help sharpen each other. But this, sir, you are blatantly wrong. You are not on God's side. You are not on the side of light and truth and life. And I call you as a brother in the Lord to repent and to lead your flock into paths of life, not death. May Jesus be exalted in the overturning of Roe v. Wade. May Jesus be exalted in the saving of many lives in the days to come. May Jesus be exalted in a culture of life, holistic life, rising in America. Our friends, we are out of time. And we'll be back with you tomorrow. Another program powered by the Truth Network.